Welcome to The Next Scene, the podcast where we take on pop culture one scene at a time. New episodes start on November 11 with our six-part coverage of Home Alone for the Holidays. Until then, please enjoy our return to previous holiday specials, starting with National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation Days from 2017 with host Christopher Dennis DeGuardia and Pete Mummert. Some changes to our social media since this episode was recorded. We are still on Facebook at the Jelly of the Month Club, but you can now find us on Twitter at Next Scene Pod and on Instagram at Next Scene Podcast. And now, on with the show. Season's greetings, and welcome to National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation Days. You better not pout, you better not cry, we're telling you why, one day at a time. I'm Sean German, from 5 Minutes of Mime. I'm Chris DeGuardia, from National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation Days. And I'm Dave, and I'm from 5 Minutes of Mystery. Hey Dave. Alright, thanks for uh, for joining us today, Dave. Glad to be here. Great. Pete, Pete Marmert couldn't join us today. He's uh, currently standing online uh, waiting to get his hands on a Tickle Me Elmo doll. But, but Dave, thanks for joining us. And listeners, thank you for, uh, for stopping by. So when you say online, do you mean in line? Yes. Okay. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> you got to translate for me. Well, yes, yeah, that's, it's, it's, it's a different, different meaning these days. <laughs> yeah. So, because he could be here if he was online. Right. Yeah. I was going to say, what's his excuse? But okay, that's better. I, I, I just assume it. it's the, uh, it's the toy shop scene from uh, Jingle All the Way. And there's like <laughs> yeah, three Elmos left and he's just like, come on. <laughs> yeah. He's trying, yeah. he's trying to get a toy for Jake Lloyd. <laughs> you know? <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Oh, God. All right. Oh, all right. Well, on that happy note, right. let's let's get to the movie. And uh, once again today, the movie is National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. And we are on December 14th, which is a Thursday. And we happen to know that it's uh, the 14th because we get a little bit of the advent calendar at the very beginning of the minute. And then we get, uh, we get a scene of Clark. He's in the office chatting with a coworker and uh, one of the big bosses kind of strolls by, drops an assignment in Clark's lap. And then the scene cuts to a department store where Clark is doing uh, a little bit of holiday shopping for, uh, well, a, a gift for Ellen, but it's a little bit of a, a gift for himself as well, <laughs> I'd say. So one thing I say is I have not seen this movie enough I've probably seen it maybe three or four times. Um, That's not enough. That is certainly no, not enough. Not. And, no, and I think it is, is now that I'm watching this clip, and I think it's the first time I consider myself as an adult watching this, this mm-hmm. movie is a lot funnier now. I think it's once okay. you're in the workplace, this movie like locks in a lot tighter for me. Because I think as a kid, I guess I'm watching it from Russ's perspective or something, or I just see him as a goofball. I see the father as a goofball. But now as an adult, I'm like, there is those moments at work and and shopping that I found like, yeah, I relate to this. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's it's uh, yeah, a lot of different viewpoints, depending on where you are in your life, which one of the characters you're going to be relating to. That's totally right on. I mean, watching it, you do kind of start to identify with Clark a bit, even if he's, you know, a lot of the things he does are ridiculous. But again, like you said, seeing it as a kid and seeing it as an adult, you, you take on that different perspective of it. And so do you feel like sympathetic towards Clark, Dave, or, or how do you feel? towards? I, I definitely felt 
if I, I think I definitely started feeling sympathy toward him definitely near the end when everything's just falling apart on Christmas Eve. And sure, he's he's on a level 10 of crazy right now. But I almost could feel like that 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 little beat in his head where he goes crazy. And I go, yeah, I've been there before, like <laughs> around family or trying to plan something. <laughs> and it's all falling apart. Like I've been there where you're just like everything is now like that. I love when he just takes that chainsaw and cuts the banister down. <laughs> I exactly I can, I felt that oh. like, I felt like I'm like, yeah, I know. I, I felt like that before. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely been there when you're just frustrated with something and just uh, there's a problem and you need to solve it and you take care of it. Um, I'm definitely sympathetic to, to Clark. Um, he's still a little misguided um, as as we remember him from the the original uh, vacation movie. So is this the first um, sequel uh, of the of the franchise? What I th- wasn't oh, was it regular vacation then European vacation? Because was it European vacation before this? Yeah, obviously. Like my biggest beef when I'm watching this was like, wait, that's not was it Michael Michael Michael? What's what's the, the kid? The original Russ. Well, was it Anthony Michael Hall? Anthony Michael Hall, yeah. He was, was original, original Russ, right? Yeah. And I was like, who's yeah. this kid? Why is he so young? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think they 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 changed in terms of who's the youngest and who's the right. oldest between the son and the daughter. Mm-hmm. Sometimes things flip around between movies. So yeah, there's vacation in eighty three, European vacation eighty five, and then this is eighty nine. So this is yeah, the third. So I the third of the, the series. So it sounds like they didn't want to commit to having Russ because I'm saying like Michael Anthony Hall, gosh, you have to be like late teens, right? And like late eighties right now. Cause the Brat Pack. Yeah, I mean, was see, yeah, I think because at that point, by the late eighties, he would have been was he on he was on Saturday Night Live, right? So For so probably bit, yeah. you know, he basically eventually you get too old to play the, the kid in yeah, the family. Yeah, it's either that or, or uh, Mad TV, but you're right. Yeah, he was he was definitely, like, probably cracking 20 at that point. Yeah, and, and I mean, they kept on going for so long. Like, you know, Vegas Vacation was sometime in the mid-90s, I think. Yeah, I was definitely, like, I was 10, 11, maybe, by that time. Yeah, well, that yeah, that was 97. <laughs> so we're talking, okay, was that, late like 90s, yeah. 15 years after the original? Wow, yeah. Yeah, yeah so, so it's kind of a weird family. Because the mother and the father keep getting older, but like the kids are always the same age. Is yeah, is Juliet Lewis yeah. the daughter? Is Juliet Lewis in this? Is she right. in the rest of them? No, this is no. it. Right? Wow. Yeah. yeah, this was it. Just the one. I guess. I guess it's like it's Chevy Chase and um, I can't remember her name right Beverly now. Like, D'Angelo. Beverly D'Angelo. Beverly D'Angelo. It's like it's the their wonderful. movie, and then the kids yeah. are like, "Ah, eh, whatever. We'll <laughs> the, figure it out." Later. The kids. Yeah, then the kids are like, "Menudo." Got, yeah. The they, point is, <laughs> you gotta get Chevy, and you gotta get um uh. Uh, Beverly, Quaid. Beverly, yeah, oh, Quaid. Quaid. yeah, Quaid. you gotta yeah. get those. And Quaid. At, at least those three you need to have a, a, to have a vacation film. <laughs> I think this has the most successful kids, though, in terms of you know uh, Juliette Lewis and uh, Johnny mm-hmm. Galecki. Yeah, of, of actually, uh, Big Bang Theory. Fan. Big Bang Theory right. and or Suicide Kings. If you ever watch that, oh, probably not. Yeah, I think I was the only one that watched that. Okay, okay, good, good. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, I saw it once. Fake memory. But uh, okay, yeah. So uh, yeah, be a be a Griswold kid. There's a there's a career in it, right? So well, or, oh, one movie worth of a career, at least. Yeah. So, yeah. so starting <laughs> at least. So so getting to the clip though, I think I got I got already got a beef with these calendars. That I think if you get a calendar, I think it's it's got to have something behind it rather than just a picture. I think it should have a poem or like 
a Werther's original or like a Whitman sampler chocolate, like something that really opens the worth opening the door. Like, oh, wow, it's a doll head. Great. Like, like I, I like, yeah, my mom would get them and stuff. And she usually like to get the ones that have like a little poem, like a little hallmark, like little line. Something, 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 and bless every day. Oh, isn't oh, that? that some is kind nice. of little reward. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But if it was a piece of candy or something, like, I have two kids, and if I open up a thing and there's one piece of candy, it, it's going to be like a war. Yeah. Well, you, know, well, you need two. You need one calendar for, you know, one yeah. for each of the kids. Each kid gets a calendar, yeah. And, yeah. and literally, as you turn your back, they're going to rip that open. Oh, yeah. Oh, 25 like pieces of candies in here right <laughs> yeah. now? Bam, 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 bam. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Merry Christmas to me. Yeah. 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 Love that. I know. <laughs> I know the cow the chocolate, Dad. I assume, I don't know if we ever see this calendar other than the close ups. I assume this is somewhere within the Griswold household. And, you know, knowing Clark's inf- affinity for tradition. This probably goes back generations. You know, this this calendar predates candy. Yeah, um, no, that's where, a good point. Yeah. yeah. I mean, this was, you know, comes from a time where seeing a picture of a doll head was, you know, was considered was, entertainment. Was a treat. Yeah. <laughs> was a treat. A doll. Yeah. If you, yeah, no, not a doll, just a picture of a doll. You know, if you're good, right, children, yeah. if you're good and you shovel all the coal, then uh, perhaps we'll let you see the picture of the doll head. <laughs> You know, and you can actually buy one of these. You know, they sell the actual, not the actual one, but like a, mm-hmm. a reproduction of it. Oh, really? I remember, like from yeah. The, yeah. Yeah. The, it's got the light schools and everything. It lights up. It's 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 only $1.99. So, so I, <laughs> get it today. I, I want to ask this question. All right. So I'm, I'm like, I was, so right after that, we cut to like, quote, just city, like finger quotes, yeah, city. city. And, and like I said, I've not seen this movie enough to know, but I was like, oh, this is Chicago because this is the 80s. We don't get to New York until the 90s. <laughs> in the 80s, like if it was warm, oh, you're in California. You're in miscellaneous California city, uh, yeah. short of it actually saying L.A. And then if it's cold, it's like, oh, you're in Chicago. Uh, yeah. And, it, and I, I'm trying, I can't think of like too many like, and then you had the, you had the, maybe you had like, you know, trading places that was in Philly. But I felt like Chicago, that was the city of the of the late 80s. And then maybe after Home Alone, we got we, get, we start now we start playing with nine uh, with New York. Yeah, there seemed to be I don't know if there was like a, a a boycott or something. There was like, yeah, there for for a stretch. Yeah, there there weren't many movies in New York. And then um, there were probably like tax cuts and rebates and stuff involved to, to get production to, to move over. That's yeah, it. I 80, got it. I got it. I got it. I got it. Okay. Oh, okay. So. <laughs> All right, if it's he's yeah. got it. All right, if it's uh, if it's uh, if it's like um uh yeah noir crime, you got the you have an L A and it's like neo noir crime, like of course, 80s, like yeah. to live and die in L A. It's like that. Okay, if it's uh it's cold but it's family oriented, it's Chicago, and mm-hmm. this is all eighties. If it's uh if it's a bit about how bad crime is, it's New York. That's oh, it. It's it's, yeah. it's like shorthand. Like, there you go. Um, well, like um, last action hero. It's like, oh man, we need to, we really need to like show quickly that like the real world sucks and is not a movie. Danny lives in New York. He's immediately mugged, and like within ten seconds of being in New York, you just see like people getting mugged for shoes. Got it. Got it. It's, it's Times Square and the strippers. Got it. We got it. You cracked the code. Yeah. There you go. Huh. See, I was going with <laughs> okay. it's, it's Chicago because we later on we'll see Clark in his uh 
uh, Blackhawks jersey. It's, it's, yeah. it's Blackhawks Black sweater. Yeah, yeah it's well, hockey sweater. I can't but, think of any movies in the 80s that took place in Chicago that talked about crime in the 80s. I'm, I'm thinking no, it's right all, now. No, it's all, yeah, your, your family... Your your family comedies, particularly yeah. if it's cold, it's your your holiday movie yeah. in Chicago. But yep. like, but yeah, but New York, it it's works. like free Giuliani, and there's like just like I think that scene from Home Alone Tour is just like it, where 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 he runs through the Central Park, and there's like everything is like looks evil to Kevin. He gets in the taxi, and he's like, <laughs> man, it's dangerous out there. Like, Ain't much better than here, kid. <laughs> and I'm like, that's it. That seals it. That seals how evil New York is. Before, like, it got cleaned up in, like, the late 90s. Uh, well, it's, it's funny because I actually went and looked this up. And it, it is the John Hancocks that are in – it's the north side of Chicago. Because you, you know the, the south side of Chicago. You, you heard about that. Tell me about the sides. I don't – I went to Chicago <laughs> for about a few days to see a Phillies game. Well, the south side of Chicago is the meanest part of town. Okay. And if you go down there, you got to beware. Do you, do you not know where I'm going? No, no, no. I'm going to play along. Tell me. Is there anyone I should be worried about there? Uh, there's one guy. I forget his name, though. Sean, do you remember? Is it, uh, is it Leroy Brown? No? Yes. Um, yes. I, mean, no, I, think, I think so. It's, uh, this it's a very awesome. jealous man. Man, we yeah. really landed that one. We yeah, we know. Yeah. <laughs> we bounced off the runway a few times. <laughs> Oh well, thanks for listening. This has been uh, yeah. This has been uh, have Merry Christmas, everybody. Have a Chicago quick, quick, year. quick, quick. Next scene. Next scene before they get bored. Okay. All right, so we're man. inside. Inside yes. the office. Taz Mug. There you go. You know the guy's fun. Yes. Because he doesn't have just a regular coffee mug. He's got personality. My ADD kicked in so hard when I saw the sugar just sitting there oh, on the. How do you just table? leave that and just, not uh, clean that up? At, yeah, at work, at work, uh, we got it. We have a big like a, like a butcher's block table for mm-hmm. the coffee maker, and uh, I put the Keurig and the coffee maker on that, and it's like that. It's like an industrial one, and yeah, to prevent that, I got like a rubber cooking mat. It's like a rubber <laughs> flap, and I just laid it down there. And so after everyone's yeah. like played with the the creamer and the sugar, and they had the mess. I said to just take that whole thing and just like rinse it out in the sink. And I'm like, yeah. ah, and it's done. Well, and then so Clark, that, he like ugh. Clark stirs his coffee, and then he he puts the stir like right on the the, the, the tabletop there. Like ugh. I put the trash can right next to the butcher's block. All you got to do is lean over, and you drop the, the stir in. Oh, and you wonder why you don't get a bonus. You're making a mess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's leaving his coffee all over the place. Yeah. Now, so I got I got a question so, for you. Do you think he brings that mug home to clean it? Does that like when's the last time that mug saw a dishwasher? That you know that's a good question because look at the scene now. All right, so he's talking to his coworker. That vibe doesn't look like a coffee machine should be there. Like, well, no, this yeah, like it's. it's it's, it's a just weird out in the lobby. hallway. Yeah, hallway. <laughs> yeah, it's not like a kitcheny area. There's like people so working. Where yeah. Would you, yeah, where would you store your coffee mugs? Like, it's like I leave it on my desk and then I walk over the hallway, get the coffee, and then like there's that woman right there on that lobby or something. It just feels like it's just too in the open. Yeah. But they yes. didn't want to do two different scenes. So they just kept it. Hallway plus kitchenette. Well, see, so yeah, because like it, in my office, my, where I currently work, I think most kind of large office buildings where I've worked, there's a kitchen area. There's like a separate room where there's, you know, a fridge for the cream and the milk and there's a coffee machine and there's a there's a sink and like you can kind of talk and congregate there, but you're not just amongst the cubes in the offices and everything. Yeah. This is just he's just it's 
it's all hanging out. It's just out in the open. People are trying to work and they're just there talking and being inconsiderate. And then he's got his, his dirty mug, his Taz mug. It's yeah. Yeah. That's probably why they put a lot of those flowers there, not just for holiday festivity, but like to probably oh, yeah. block a line of sight. So you don't see that many people walking by. You just kind of keep it like you have a few people here and then you have Clark and his coworker just like directly here. Oh man. How, how much does the woman that works right there hate people when they get coffee? Yeah. She's like, you oh, know? no, that's fine. Oh, I wasn't going to yeah. take a call. <laughs> I'm fine. It's good. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, no, go right ahead. No, tell me about the pool. <laughs> really? Yeah. Well, <laughs> so, and so, this, well, this is Bill. Let me just just quickly introduce um, Bill, Bill real quick. Uh, Bill is played by Sam McMurray, uh, which, of course, we all know. I mean, Sam's uh, been in such big hits as Raising Arizona and uh, Drop Dead Gorgeous, I think, is the one I particularly remember. Sam if he Brown. was an action figure, he would come with brown suit or pink polo, like golfing outfit. Like he would have come with those two clothings, like for any effect, any uh, outing, whether it be formal or casual. I feel like he's the perfect '80s character for that. Oh yeah. See, do you guys? I have a problem. I I just I, I know him from Raising Arizona, mm-hmm. so I see him and I assume he's a douchebag. You're, you're probably right. Like, yeah. Like you look, you know, he's not being a terrible guy. He's being, you know, nice. He's being affable to Clark. I just don't. I, I see him. I just think of him as that weasel, Glenn. I can't even call him Bill. I call him Glenn. That's yeah. so true. I, maybe Glenn. it's the hair. You know, like it, the hair. Like, no one say. had that haircut ever. Did a good guy thing in a That's movie. True. Yeah, yeah. They always try yeah. to weasel something. It's not. It's not good guy hair. And he's, but he's not a bad guy here. And I don't, I, I feel bad that I hate him, but I hate. I kind of. I mean, I don't know how much he is really interested in. You know, in in the serial varnish, but I believe he's sincere when he's like, you know, Clark whips out the uh, the brochure. He's so proud of what he's planning to do for his family with, with this bonus, and he kind of he has that line, you know, you're the the last great family man. I feel that's sincere. He's like, wow, this guy's really you know laying it out for uh, for the whole family. Yeah, he's he's not yeah he's he's not he's not a douche, even though he has the douche hair. No I, yeah, okay. The only thing I think of is that is here any more is he in more of this movie after these scenes? Because maybe it was like an extra like an extra plot. They were like, you know what? Let's just cut it. Like they had him like in. They're like, maybe he'll do something, and they were like, nah, it's it's uh, it's too messy. Just let him get coffee and send him on his way. He was he was just he was on I the know, lot yeah. that day. He he needed someone to to work off of. Yeah, I don't Sam. I don't think he's back. There are a couple more scenes in the office. May, I think we maybe get him back. Like, think the last day, like the last work day before Christmas, we may get them. Yeah, I think we do. I think they they have more of the bonus chat. Yeah, they're like, hey, did it? We'll we'll find out when we get there, right? Yeah, I mean, we'll we'll find out in a few days. He's awfully pushy about that bonus, though. Yeah, I I don't know. I mean, I kind of he's he's just (laughs) yeah. I don't want to spoil the movie, but yeah, if it's like we as the audience plus all these characters really believe that bonus is coming. And I feel like there is some need to know information that we were not given. Oh, do you think Bill knows? Oh, God, that'd be it. That'd be mm, man. I take it. I take every nice thing I ever said about Bill back. <laughs> so, yeah. So he Bill's from accounting. Bill knows okay. he, he's cutting Ooh, the okay. checks right, and he right. know he didn't cut any big check to Clark Gris- Griswold this year. Oh, man. Oh. And it's he's, he's just, just oh, like, yeah. He's just swimming in it too. And, like, how about that bonus, huh? Yeah. What are you gonna do? And yeah, he's just like, yeah, you're like his fan man. He's just like, like laughing the whole time to himself. Like, man, <laughs> what a sucker! What a sucker! 
Oh, he just goes around the office interviewing people what they're going to do with their bonuses. That's a sick game. He's oh, the devil. It's sick. Ooh, what kind <laughs> of sadist does that? He's just going around. So what are you doing with your big, you know, and people were probably like, didn't even think about it completely. It's out of their head. And he's like, well, you know, you really should do something. You know what? I'm going to. Maybe that's what it is. Like no one. He's like trying to milk it out of people and no one's giving him a real like, eh, you know, I'll probably just kind of invest it or uh, probably just put it to my kids to it. To it. And comes in Clark. Was like, I know Clark's going to have something crazy. <laughs> and Clark's like, what? I got this brochure. Check this out. He's uh, like, oh, this is it. I can just see him tonight with his douchey wife at some douchey restaurant going, get this, honey. Some guy oh. in the office today. Remember that guy Clark I've been telling you about? Yeah, he put a down payment on a pool. What a maroon. Oh, Bill. I like Clark. Like I like how he looks kind of side to side. <laughs> yeah. Before he pulls out the flyer, yeah. like it's a, it's like, oh, well, like I want like, to see this. Yeah, he's like yeah, like they're gonna this. run out. You know, there's he's got the last pool in the store. You know, he doesn't want anyone else to get there. <laughs> he sees online with Pete. Pete's waiting for the the Elmo. And Clark's like getting yeah, the last right? pool yeah. they have in stock. He doesn't want anyone to get the last ahead of pool. The last, yeah, the shifty <laughs> so, guy. All right, so obviously we're in December, and I know he talks about it later about getting it like planned mm-hmm. out. But at no point does he ever mention it being like a discount. Like if you order the pool in the winter, like you put your down payment now, it's cheaper. He never mentions that. I feel like I would definitely like haggle the guy in the winter. Like I, I get, it. I'll give you a couple thousand bucks now. And, uh, you know, it's a discount or something where I get free maintenance. Right. No, yeah, it makes sense because as soon as – Just for keeping the, keep the business you, you going. You probably get like a whole nother pool in the season because there's only – I imagine when there's snow and the you know ground is frozen, they can't do much. As soon as the spring thaw comes, you can break ground because the deposit's already made. Get a jump start on the season. That's what I'm assuming is like the plan. He just never like mentions any discounts, but I guess what it is, he wants to get that ready for summer. So that was probably the only way to like the guy would guarantee it is like down payment it now during the winter. And then come spring, I'll guarantee you, you'll get that by June. I'll get you in first. Yeah, because once the season hits, they get all booked up. You don't know. And the guy's like, oh, I can't get you till August. I'm like, hey, listen, we're in Chicago. August, it's snowing already. I need this thing May 1st if I'm going to get any swimming done this year. Yeah. Yeah. That's why I got to buy your water guns now. If you think you're going oh, to a yeah. pool party next year, get the water, get the super soakers now because go, go to Walmart come uh, summertime. Oh, yeah. On your way to the party, forget oh, yeah. about it. Yeah. You'd like Nothing. the remainders no. and the irregulars and stuff, but. You better hope you have friends uh, come summer because you're going to have so many water guns you already bought. <laughs> so. But- what are you doing with your bonus, Dave? Oh, <laughs> check this out. <laughs> a regular vessel of water. Getting the CPS 3000 with a water flamethrower pack on it. All right. So the, do you think the, the brochure has actually got, it's got an above ground pool and in ground. It looks like there's two different Yeah, it's real stuff. Pictures there. And, and Clark's just carrying this around wherever I, he goes. I, just fold it up in his, in his, in his inside pocket. Ready, ready to go. Yeah, he's just ready for someone to ask him around the coffee. He's just dying for someone to ask him, isn't he? Yeah. Uh, Glenn, show, I'm sorry, Bill, whatever, we, whatever we're calling him today. Because he, because he probably he's probably told Ellen about it like a hundred times, and she knows every like every story. And the kids are probably like excited, but it's it's December now, so it's just like, yeah, I'll see you when I believe right, it, Dad. Right. Well, and he's probably yeah, he, he's got a lot of big plans. They've heard a lot of stories from this guy. Um, so yeah, believe it when they see it, I think it's appropriate, but he, you know, 
He's doing it. He's making it happen. He just needs, he's just waiting for that bonus to come in. And speaking of coming in, coming into the scene now is, uh, is the big boss is Frank Shirley, which is, uh, I mean, first of all, you can never trust anyone with two first names, but when one name is, is a masculine name and then one name is a feminine name. I don't know what to make with this guy at all. Oh. So Frank Shirley, I think you, you got to you you quit. You got to get a new job. You, you can't work for a man named Frank Shirley. <laughs> um, and if you do, you kind of, you know, you, you get what you deserve. And he rolls that deep. He rolls, what, seven deep? Oh, he's got his posse. Gosh. Yeah. Mm. His posse's on Broadway. <laughs> I like how he, he can't take his eyes off the Taz cup. They keep drifting back to it. <laughs> like, yeah. What is this chicanery that's going on? <laughs> that is weird. I wonder if it's, was he having, you know, it's, it kind of makes me wonder if, um, so that, and for, for those that don't know, this is Brian Doyle Murphy, uh, brother of, of Bill Murphy, um, who's, who's playing Frank here. Um, who's Bill Murphy? Oh, Bill Murray. Did I say, did I say Murphy? Okay. Well, okay. <laughs> you, better get that, you better get that straight come February. Uh-oh. Oh, I want to hear any I'm of this Murphy crap. I'm on notice. Wait, wait. I'm on notice. Which? Yeah. No, Bill Bill Murray, brother of... Uh, you post Brian. a picture of the guy every day for like three months. Like, like, that's the Murphy. <laughs> the big Murphy. Yeah. Um, that wasn't me. Um, so, yeah. So, it almost looks like one of those things where an actor's having trouble remembering his lines. And then it's kind of like there's a cue card or it's written somewhere. Yeah, the way he, the way uh, Frank keeps looking down. Um, but we'll say it, it's the character and he's suspicious of this, uh, you know, this non-standard mug that uh, that Clark there is carrying. But he, he does, you know, he doesn't necessarily know his name, but he recognizes the face. He no, knows see, this no. is an employee. He's 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 got the he's got the 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 swing of it. He now, calls him Mark, right? I'm scrubbing. I'm scrubbing through the, the 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 video, and he's holding the mug tight to his right lung. But but Murray is looking definitely down toward like his like Chevy shoes. Yeah, like he's looking past the mug. So yeah, I'm definitely believing there's a hidden cue card down there because maybe they only had him for a few days or something. He was like, I don't remember. Yeah, because he's not because he's yeah he's in this scene. Wait, wait. There's a. There's a there's a bit uh, where Clark is dropping off a present, and then he kind of disappears to the rest of the movie, which makes sense because it's it's Christmas. We're off of work. We're shopping. We're doing other stuff. But then uh, then he does come back in at the end. But I won't say uh, I won't say more than that. I don't want to spoil it for folks that are that are watching along with us one day no. at a time. Ooh, that sounds like a, that's a great name for a TV show. So, so Frank, Mister Shirley here, he he recognizes Clark. He's aware of the the non nutritive cereal varnish, and he wants a write up for uh, for a trade group. So this is you know this is kind of an opportunity, and this is also something different. In the previous vacation films, Clark was kind of a complete boob that kind of just was over eager and over earnest and overdid and messed up everything. And now we get to see him in in the professional light and uh he seems like he knows at least something he's not a complete boob you know he's able to do somewhat of a good job so in the first movie what do we know what his job was was it mentioned like was the same thing i don't recall it being mentioned in in either vacation or european vacation i think this is the first time and and i'm sure our, our 
our listeners will correct me if I'm wrong, but I think this is the first time we mention any kind of uh, profession or career uh, for Clark, you know, where he's able to, you know, the, the big money to take his family on all these extravagant vacations across uh, the country. Okay. So, so Clark's in the office here and he's got his suit on. He looks like average company man, but now he designed this, this non-nutritive varnish, which I'm guessing is to keep the crispix cr- crunchy in the cereal um, from the milk. But like, is he like the the architect of cereal? Because like he's he's obviously not an engineer. <laughs> he doesn't have a lab coat or anything. He's not down in the lab playing with molecules of trying to figure out what 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 milk can't penetrate. So is he like like? Because I, th- I was a thing in the 80s and 90s. It was like, oh, he's a this is a guy. He works. Well, what's his job? Oh, he's an architect. And they just throw that out there. Yeah. You're like, well, I never really met an architect. Well, I think so, this, this, right, I think this kind of goes along so I, with um, like Nakatomi Plaza in Die Hard. Like one of the questions from that movie is like, you know, what do they do? They've got this big building and they throw these extrava- extravagant Christmas parties. But like they do business. What is, you know, what, what kind of business? What are they doing? Well, it's, you know, it's business. They do business stuff. Yeah. <laughs> like they, they get accounts. I can you know, tell they, you they, what they do in the yeah, book. They, <laughs> I, I could tell you what they do in the book. You could. But you know what? Screw those guys. I could. But it's not the pod. It's not the podcast. <laughs> I'm not doing it for free. Wrong show. Wrong show. Jim's got to yeah, pay me yeah, to get this stuff. You hear that, stuff. O'Kane? We're coming for you. No, we're not. We're not coming for you. Okay. Unless you want to be a guest on the show, and then absolutely we'll we'll, no, we'll, no, we'll, we'll come right for here. you. <laughs> <laughs> well, we, yeah, then you can come here. Yeah. I fold so fast, <laughs> but yeah, it's interesting. So yeah, I don't get the impression that you know. I say you know Clark seems competent, but I don't get yeah. I don't get the impression he's technical. He doesn't come off like yeah. He's not the engineer. He's not the chemist in the lab who's testing flakes and, and whatnot. So maybe he's uh, he, yeah. He's like the go. project manager, probably. You know, he he know he he mm-hmm. can talk with the with the nerds, right? You know, maybe he, he, he's, the, he's the guy, he goes no, down no, no, no. to the customers and gets the requirements, and then he brings those to the engineers, who then do the technical work, you know. Don't you want some, some milk to penetrate the flake, though? I guess it's a timed thing, like a timed release, like you don't want to instant. Here, here's a good question. All right, I was clearly too young. I was just about being, I was like one or two when this movie came out. So my question is, what was cereal like in the 80s, like? When I grew up, by the time I was conscious, the cereal aisle was filled mm-hmm. with every sugary smack possible and every every different way to fill a kid full of sugar. Was that still in the late 80s? Was that a thing or was that was an up and coming thing? Because maybe it's like a joke on business. Like this whole company is somehow run off of cereal. Isn't that so silly? But like. If you worked at like, uh, you know, they said, they you know, Kellogg's and they worked on different brands of cocoa in the 90s, you'd go, you know, well, yeah, it's like every every cereal in the 90s was like a way right, to get sugar right. into a chip. Yeah, no, this was so this was post cereal explosion, uh, you know, in, in the uh, the late 80s. So at one point, I'm sure the cereal aisle was, well, would have been just cornflakes and Cheerios. And then at some point and, and there was no sugar. And then, like you said, uh, at some point it exploded into uh, every different facet of, of sugar and corn syrup and um, every different color and, and flavor. And the, they, they got cereals that are little cookies and, um, and and all kinds of stuff. Yeah. 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 That's what they pushed. I think that was – oh, that's just I far enough for me. When that, I think that, that was probably 
86 or 87 around then, I think, when, when Cookie Crisp came out. And it was the logical conclusion. And at that point, I'm like, this is, you know, we've reached the end of, of human civilization. It's all down here from here. Because cause what can be better than, than little cookies that you eat, you know, as yeah. a cereal? <laughs> right. <laughs> I guess it's Reese's for breakfast. You know, and, I, I mean, the next that. step after that is I'm just, I'm just mainlining. I'm just mainlining sugar. I just... <laughs> Um, just like, but just yeah, so, so certainly it, yeah. by the 80s, there were many, you know, it was a whole aisle in, in the supermarket of all different kinds of, of flakes and rings and, and O's and, and puffed things and all had sugar. But I mean, this is, uh, you know, I, I wouldn't mind a little bit more of this scene of, of digging into this a bit uh, in, in more detail, because that is a serious issue of of the cereal going you know, going limp of getting soggy if it sits too long in the milk. Um, there's a lot of different things. I mean, I, I used to, um, you know, you kind of, I would manage the bowl, kind of have it at tilt. So I keep the cereal dry on one side and then I could just introduce it a spoon at a time into the milk. Because um, you don't want it to, to go, you know, <laughs> right, to okay, get soggy. Yeah. I mean, because, yeah. you know, this is, he's he's doing important work here. I mean, I think this, this is a game changer really for, you know, for... Um, Whatever company this is, whatever cereal they're they're making for something now it's it's semi permeable. Going back to like the original question, that it doesn't it's it's semi permeable. Oh, that's right, it's true. Yeah, okay. So some milk gets in. I think that's what they mean because yeah. you want some moisture. You don't want it to be kind of like like Teflon or like the the Rain-X. like suspect, yeah, yeah. Or dry. You wind. want it to wet, but you don't want it to get soggy. So. Yeah, I mean, this sounds like something because I mean, one of my favorite cereals is Captain Crunch, but it's one of the worst defenders. I mean, Captain Crunch, you just look at it wrong and it's soggy. Um, it's oh, yeah, it, uh, it dissolves. Well, <laughs> but if you eat too fast, I was going to say yeah, because if it's too up. dry, it'll just yeah, you know, it'll cut you to shreds. Uh, you know. Well, that's clearly why Sean has these bold. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's there's a very delicate, you know, yeah, self preservation. That, that's very small window where the Captain Crunch is wet but not yet soggy. <laughs> I I see you as, as uh, was it Richard Dreyfus and uh, Close Encounters, <laughs> but instead of like the mashed potatoes, like, it's a cereal, and he's like, I I'm onto something here. I'm onto something. Just hold this bowl, adding more milk to cereal. I got something. We're we're close to something here. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, 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 uh, Mr. Shirley wants a little a write up, a summary, layman's terms, and and Clark's just the guy to just the guy to do it. Which is good. It's a good. It's it's a good point for him, probably being project manager. Then he knows the lingo, but he also knows how right, to get it to corporate. Right. Well, uh, so get the FaceTime. I mean, the boys in the lab. You think you think Mr. Shirley's just walking through the lab one day? Uh, I doubt it. You know. You think, you know, hey, he has no idea who they are. At least, you know, you get you get some FaceTime no. with uh, with upper management in this position. <laughs> and uh, I'm sure it's all going to pay off when that bonus comes around. And, it, yeah. and you can tell he thinks yeah. he thinks he's in. He, yeah, he wants you he know, wants he, the bonus. But he but there's that disconnect between I want the bonus. I don't want to be part of his crony crew. Right. You know, like, he knows. Right, yeah. Because the crony crew is probably getting paid really well. But he has nothing but disdain for them. Like he's never going to try and kiss up to them. 
Right. Well, because the, 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 you know, the work life balance is important for Clark. He wants to spend time with his family. I imagine, you know, these, these toadies that are following Shirley around, they're on call 24 seven. You know, they, they, they're not making family plans. Yeah. They're just, you know, they're, they're sleeping in these three piece suits because they're ready that that call can come in at any moment. Mm-hmm. What kind of life is that? It's no life. But I, I do think that that guy that, you know, says corporate cards to Shirley. Uh, I'm saying he was yeah. probably fired at the end of the day just for <laughs> being there. <laughs> you know? That, yeah. That, that withering look yeah. Shirley gives him just, is, no, yeah. buddy, you're, yeah, for, pack it up. Just, just, just for being there. You are right. To, that is a, that is a look of, yeah. I don't, I wouldn't mind. Yeah. I wouldn't, I wouldn't lose yeah. a step if you're going. Well, cause I mean, you, yeah, <laughs> Shirley knows about corporate cards. You don't have to tell him. Uh, that guy. Right. I think is this guy, yeah, I wonder if is that guy like Bill's brother-in-law? <laughs> There's a family resemblance there. They're they're connected somehow. Yeah. Crony, crony number, number one. one. I think that's like his official uh the in IMDB like the Great. official yeah, uh, like, okay. credit. All right. So you think it's it's Shirley's son-in-law maybe? Maybe it's like or? his wife's cousin that like, oh, I got to, you know, like a, you know, uh, she asked him to, you know, can okay. you give this guy a job? Can't get rid of him. Uh so maybe you know maybe not fired, but yeah. just like back to the mailroom. Yeah. Back to yeah, like like cool his heels a bit. Yeah, you get yeah you get working on writing next year's corporate cards. Yeah, bye. He's bye. he's already on he's by hand like he's already on yeah. probation. He's wearing the gray suit, not the black suit. Oh, good call. Ooh. Yeah, that's like he's already he's good, already on his way point. down. Yeah, is that or maybe he hasn't made it up yet? Yeah, yeah. I'm not big on suit colors, but that is true. Like it's mostly black. Yeah, black suits, guy. black suits, and then. Is gray. Yeah, this guy. The only guy not wearing a black suit is, pro- is the old guy who gets the, the happy Hanukkah. But he's probably like grandfathered into that yeah. suit. Yeah. I can't even tell what he looks like, but I'm like, he's got a balding spot already. He looks like he's probably he's, already mid 50s. Yeah, he's wearing big glasses. Is he? Yeah, so. I, I'm trying to find him. Yeah, you, you get, God, you get like a quarter of a face. Yeah, this guy's shiny head. That's all I can see. All right, <laughs> so, so moving on. Yeah, so. So we then we get a, a brief interlude of um, <laughs> some street musicians, some holiday cheer and something that looks like, I don't it's like a hot dog wrapped in a donut. <laughs> you you oh, see no, the thing? What is that thing? Holy crap. I, I yeah. always, my eyes went to the They draw your attention away to the right. Shiny and they got the hats. Yeah, I, that's I. Under, but if you I look just to the left, that was a fat person in a coat. Like I just. Yeah, and and what is that? that is a, I've got to see this dog. Oh 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 I, oh shit! Okay, I'm not from Chicago, so maybe you have to get a Chicago person. But is that a Chicago dog? Because don't they have what? a poppy seated buns? Like that's what Sonic hot dogs told me. Oh, okay. All right. I mean, I know like Chicago you know, Sonic's hot dogs. Driving. They do like the um, with like sauerkraut and pickles or something onions. No, 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 they do. All right, so, and this is all I knew from Sonics, and all the all you guys, like, you know, get, get what's his face? Uh, yeah, uh, we we'll have to get Taylor on. Taylor, on the, get him on. He'll tell you about Chicago dogs. So, so this is what Sonic hot dogs have told me. And, and I said, I'm in Jersey. This is all I know. So, it's a poppy seeded hot dog bun. And, and, uh, I know that you, they have like Vienna beef hot dogs, but we don't have that. We have, we have, uh, nice. Uh, we, all right. Uh, Deets and Watsons. So, anyway, um, you're right. It's, uh, it's, it's, uh, it's, you gotta put yeah. You gotta put spear peppers on it. You gotta put spear peppers. Uh, I think yellow mustard. Uh, 
I'm trying to think. I think they put they, apparently the the joke is apparently with with Chicago hot dogs is <laughs> you rake it through the yes. garden. That's the joke because you just put tomatoes and peppers and like relish, like everything that can, can physically fit on it goes on a Chicago dog. Is what I'm told. Yeah. So that's probably what that is. It's got a big pink <laughs> pink flap coming at the top and the bottom. Got You're dots right. all over you, the jacket. You got. I just did a quick Google. It. That is. A, I I did a search. I I just typed in wow. Sonic Chicago dog. And brought up the images, and it's yeah, it's I, it's a hot dog. It's like you said, it's got pepper, it's got pickle spears, relish, tomato, and it's on a sesame seed bun. I've never heard that before. I've never heard of a hot dog. Weird. A, I don't know a, what they do. Well, with- I guess no, not sesame. Sorry, poppy seed on a poppy seed bun. Yeah. So yeah, that guy, he must be poppy a poppy seed, yeah. seed hot dog. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> I tell you, man, just. <laughs> I'll tell you about Chicago, man. They think if you eat a couch with sauce, that's considered pizza. <laughs> like, oh, you eat the whole sofa cushion, you put sauce on it, that's our pizza. Weird people. Uh, out there, I swear send your letters to oh, man. Dave Palace. <laughs> five five minutes mystery at gmail.com. But no, I, 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 I totally agree. I'm with you in terms of... Um, the, yeah, the thing in Chicago that they call pizza. Though some people, another thing we'll have to bring back. We'll have to get get Taylor in on this and, and see what he has to say. I've heard that they don't actually eat that. That that's like for the tourists. That that's not real Chicago pizza. They they understand that you can't you can't just slather a tomato sauce on a couch cushion and you know. Anyway, all right. <laughs> <laughs> call it a pizza. I would gladly try the real stuff, but yeah, like I'm mean, like I'm a, we're just, just like it's a casserole. It's just a bowl of sauce with some cheese on top. It's just soup at that point. You know, that's not pizza. All right, so yeah, this is the the band playing the holiday cheer, the uh, the, the mutant hot dog. Yeah, hey, hey Santa, Santa Claus. Claus. Apparently, that's a song. <laughs> That's the song. <laughs> we did, we didn't feel like paying real but, things, so we just, yeah. hey, yeah. just repeat this a couple. We times. just hired these guys. Yeah. Well, yeah. I looked up the song, and it, as you might guess, the majority of the lyrics is "Hey Santa Claus." I'm trying to he- listen to it. Nothing like sounds like the band what they're playing. There's like there's it's <laughs> yeah, a it's piano. All... I don't see a piano. Yeah. Uh, there's a little bit of drumming, but not that much sax. There's not like. Four saxophones and a trumpet's worth of music coming out. Yeah, and this corner. this band is not yeah, at yeah. least on IMDb, not in the credits. So screw those guys. <laughs> Oop, well, there I, you go. They're, they're, I, I found them. They're called the Moon Glows. The Moon Seriously? Glows, an American R&B. Yeah, from nice. 1950s. The Moon Glows, notable for their uh, their lead singer. Oh, Fuqua. His name was Harvey Fuqua. And these are Fuqua. Are any of them here on the corner? Just out of curiosity, are any of them? I I, I am guessing not. I mean, uh, Harvey Fuqua was born in yeah. 1929. Could have been. I guess I like, would have been 60 at that point. Then, right? 60s. I don't know. I'm not, I'm not math is hard. But maybe, maybe, maybe not. Maybe they just said, "Hey, just bring some guys with saxophones down." Yeah. My 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 dad was in a movie as a as a, a band leader once. Ooh. And they they had the they had the trumpet player pretending to play bass because they didn't want to see him playing trumpet. So <laughs> like they'll just you're, put you're a musician, so you can you music. Tell you to go for it. <laughs> yeah, that, I, I, yeah. That would be fun. Yeah, hey, Santa Claus. That would be fun if like that was real, and they just said, "Hey, can we record you putting you in the movie?" And then they're like, "They won't record the audio." I don't know. I don't know how movies work. Yeah. Well, the 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 reason my dad got to do it was because uh, they shot this movie. 
at the place that his band usually played at weddings. And it was cheaper to play to pay the band to, you know, quote unquote play a wedding <laughs> than it would have been to play pay actors to pretend to be a band playing a wedding. Hmm. So they say, hey, you want yeah, to be in a movie? That's, sure, yeah, yeah, put your tuxes on. That's, Let's go. That's smart hiring. We could probably save a lot of money dig- that way. I digress. Just instead of like, yeah. you know, instead of hiring actors, hire people but, to, to do the thing. Because like actors are expensive, right? Most people, most people not that expensive. They are. I'll teach them a lesson too, right? Yeah. No, that's, that's yeah. true. Uh, actors are expensive <laughs> and astronauts don't know how to drill. You got to get miners to drill. The drillers You got to get miners to drill on the rock. You can't. <laughs> Drillers drill, astronauts, they don't even know how to drill, so it's better if we just... Drillers got to drill. You got to bath like in Bruce. All right, so then we go to uh, Marshall's, I think is the uh, the department store here. Wait. Is that what this is? There's that looks a, like Lord and Taylor on the it's, left. It's blocked you know, like, uh, off by... Part of the side like, is blocked you- off by, the, um, by the, the traffic light, but it looks like it's Marshall's and company. I assume that on the right, I assume that's the store that, that Clark's There was... Um, let me see. I actually have this. On the right? I was looking at the um, left. The left? left? That's, I think that's Actually, Lord and Taylor on the left. Well, okay. you know what's funny? Um, so Lord and Taylor is on the left, but also credited as a, a shooting there location was Marshall, Marshall Field and Company Department Store. Oh, oh, you know what? I'm sorry. I was, on, was, I was on – I, I was a second before you. My mistake. So it goes Lord no, – no, yeah, yeah. and then it flips, and then, yeah, you see Marshall on the right. My, okay. It definitely looks like an establishing shot of Lord and Taylor. You know, like, hey, Lord and Taylor, yeah, Lord and Taylor. shopping. Yeah. And then this, and then the- <laughs> this was like the Macy's on the right, or at least what is now Macy's, I think. Oh yeah, yeah, Lord and Taylor. Well, yeah, the cool after thing Lord about this is that is the, the, the location market. is only like, okay. yeah, it's where you sneaks in there. But mm-hmm. so this location is only like a mile away from Clark's office, so it stands to reason that he, you know, hey, after work, I'm gonna go shopping. You know, Rusty, come meet me, or you know, whoever. I, I, I went into this building. This is well, when I went to it this summer, it was or uh, um, spring. It was Macy's by then. But uh, God, it was I mean, I should be surprised. It was windy and really cold and wet uh, the week I went and it just ate through all my clothes. So I had to go to Macy's. and I went right to the uh, the camping section. I was like, just give me all your wind and waterproof clothing. Because if I got to yeah, walk around the yeah. city, like I can't be soaked like a dog. I got to protect. Yeah, and I, just, I got some <laughs> nice camping clothes. And I was like, all right, I feel better now. So is is this a, a suitable uh, holiday shopping montage for you guys? Are you guys satisfied by all the action here? This is good. Um, okay, now I'm going to plug Philadelphia. This is one of the memories that this this shot in, at two minutes and twenty two seconds. This reminded me of. Make sure I get the the name oh, right. Yeah, yeah. The John Wanamaker Department Store in Philly. So this is a, this is a tradition that I, a lot of people, including my my family and I, would do is. I was little that we would go into the city and you get lunch at the John Wanamaker restaurant and across essentially think of this room here, this big hall room and there's a restaurant and it overlooks all this. And also it overlooks a beautiful, huge organ. And I looked this up. Um, that's apparently the largest fully functioning pipe organ in the world that was built in 1904 in St. Louis world's fair. This is all Philly. This has nothing to do with this movie. I'm just trying to describe a tradition. (laughs) Sure. So I just want you to imagine this huge organ. And then above it, essentially through Christmas, like a, a a series of Christmas lights, they would play Chris, like essentially Christmas movies, but through Christmas lights. It's um, like, as if um, you try to play um, Rudolph, Nutcracker um, and try to, and other holiday movies 
but through a light bright. Does that make sense? Is that is that that track? I think I can. You, you paint a picture I I can dig with, it. with words. So yeah, yeah it's so yeah. so that's essentially that, and that's a bit. That was a big deal. Like you look up John Wanamaker Christmas. That's like a known tradition in Philly. It was like every and so when I think Macy's, I think bought the John Wanamaker building, they were like, yeah, don't worry, we're going to keep the tradition and we're going to keep the organ well maintained still. That's the big. That was a big tradition. I remember during Christmas was uh was going into the city and the going to the John Wanamaker building, and then yeah, of course shopping and. I think it was the same building. I think it could have been the same building. They had uh, uh, a walk through uh, Christmas story, a Charles Dickens Christmas story. Oh, okay. Like yeah. I forget, I forget where exactly, but yeah, you would go through and there's animatronic puppets, and you're essentially going through the story, but you're going through London town and you're going through Scrooge's house and into his past and it's everything. That was really amazing. I was a kid. I don't know what, if that's still around or not, but um, all right, that's my digression. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> Well, that sounds great. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I feel like we've got we get a good montage of sort of modern holiday commerce of packages being wrapped and shoppers mm-hmm. bundled down under, you know, layers of boxes and credit cards getting swiped and and ca- that train in cash there. changing hands and um you see they're actually what's, what's physically the- like imprinting the card the way uh Probably, you know, the young folks don't know that they did at one point. This is before you had chips and swipes and, and, and stuff. They they took yeah. a physical imprint of the face of the card. Yeah, you got me there. I think every store still does have those for when the system goes down, though, I bet. That's a good point, yeah. You know, yeah it's, like, it's like in a lockbox somewhere. But and what's what's the the very last thing where they're snipping the price tag off the... I was, you know, I, oh, I was uh, looking at that. I almost mentioned are that. Are they stealing it? <laughs> like... I, I oh. think... Well, go ahead, they, Dave. Well, I mean, I think it's when you buy it. I think this person is technically buying this the uh, the the lingerie, and it's like a lot of times where the stores have the um the the price tag it can come off. Mm-hmm. So when you give the gift to somebody, it doesn't show you you know doesn't tell the person how much you paid for it. I think that's what that's supposed to mean. Like, oh, I'm buying this lingerie for my wife. I don't want to let her know that I spent like I don't know eighty dollars on a bra. So they 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 just snip that off for you. So. And then you hold the receipt. Well, no, if you spent $80, you'd, you'd want to leave it. Yeah. So I don't want her to know that I got it on sale and it was only right. $10. <laughs> <laughs> it was from the remainder bin. It retails for Yeah, so I think, yeah, I think that's what they're doing okay. is because uh, they leave like the the barcode, they leave the, the UPC. I've just never seen the – I didn't know the, a store to, to offer that as a – Yeah. Well, I'm thinking this, this is probably just before – if they're gift wrapping, if you have the store do the gift wrapping for you, because uh, otherwise you could just take the price off yourself mm-hmm. at home when you when you go to wrap it up. But if, if they're wrapping it up at the store, yeah, cut off the part of the tag that has the price on it so the person doesn't see right, right. how I much see, you paid. Yeah, okay. But it looks like it's leaving like the UPC code. So if they need, if it's not the wrong size or color or something, they can return it mm-hmm. and they can scan it at the store. But this way, the person doesn't yeah. doesn't see yeah i don't know i don't i don't i don't buy i don't have anybody to bra- buy bras for so uh this is all news to me yeah so have you, you done a lot of lingerie uh, shopping i just go and i go in duluth no. and i say just give me the large underwear and then they ship and <laughs> it's like oh, i have all this room in here it's great yeah the large the i'm trying to get pack, sponsored by duluth yeah. hopefully they will yeah. uh they'll send me that check in the mail <laughs> i'll hear this <laughs> there you go duluth trading company so, uh, yeah, we see Clark buying, uh, he's at the counter looking at some intimate apparel for, uh, we assume Ellen. Yes. We hope Ellen. 
Yeah. Now he should be old hand of this. I know like uh when I was in college one time for a for a girlfriend, I I bought some lingerie and I kind of didn't really know what I was doing, didn't know where I was going, didn't know like what size or anything and and was kind of kind of fumbly kind of like the the way Clark is here. Although I think it was just my inexperience of 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 buying female underwear and not he seems to be crushing pretty hard on you, the you sales were, lady. You weren't consumed with lust for the <laughs> No, no, okay. no, not quite. But uh, I mean, at this point, he, he should be kind of an old hand at this. I mean, not an old hand, but, you know, act like you've been there before. You know, be cool, man. You know, he's like a he's like a giddy teenager here. Now, now I saw this movie in the theater when I was 12, mm-hmm. when it came out. Yeah. From then until this day, I, b- I believe this woman's name was Mary. Isn't that the joke? <laughs> I thought that's. It's not. It's she's credited as Mary. <laughs> yeah, Mary. Oh. But Mary, not Mary. Like uh, Meredith. Maybe she's Meredith. They call her Mary. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, I, got, no. I just, I just uh, got, today I found out. Her I clearly Mary. just got duped by that joke. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. So this, I I remember I got duped. I got a department store. I was I forget what I was doing, but I remember yeah, a very attractive saleswoman got me, and next thing I know, like I bought literal like bath salts, like. <laughs> and she's like, "Oh, you want nothing? Not the good kind of bath salts, no, but just the no, kind of you take one, a, a bath one, with. Yeah, the one I literally. <laughs> I was like, scrolls. "Well, I now been conned into buying these bath salts, and I think I had to go to Radio Shack, and I just walked by, and I got had. So, oh, she was, oh, she was beautiful. Yeah, and she, I think she might have been Israeli because she looked like essentially a young version of uh, Gal Gadot." Like she looked like that. Okay. So yeah. So you know, you know, I'm, I was, I was. A oh, was it? Oh, did they get you? Was it the um the the Dead Sea yes! bath salts? The Dead Sea. Oh. Yeah, they got Gala. me. Young Gal they get you. got me with them. With, she had a yeah, kiosk. Yeah. You guys are getting me dead to rights yeah, here. That's how they so get I got yeah. had. Yeah. And so I was like, all right, well, I got a gift for mom for Christmas now. And so I was just like, put that to the side. I'm like, all right, ma, I got you this yeah, bath salts. Yeah. I hope they work. Some bath salts. It's like over, definitely yeah. overpaid for this for, for salts. <laughs> <laughs> so this this woman, Nicolette Scorsese, not related mm-hmm. to Martin Scorsese. Yeah, kind of deceptive. A, you see the name, and you're like, oh, what's what's going on here? And nothing, but nothing's going on. Nothing, here. nothing's going on. No. I mean, she does have a few things in the uh, on the resume. This is not her only movie, but yeah, but there's not much. This may be her biggest part. I'd say she she's no Sam McMurray in terms of the her yeah her list. Yeah, though looking, she she's got a like like TV series appearances where she's in one like one episode. But just looking at the names, there's so there's Mary here. Let's see, Imperfect Victim. She was Melissa Cody. I see a Holly. I see a Susie. Um, I see like a definite trend. Yeah, all these names. Yeah, she, she actually got a she actually got a two parter on uh, on the A team. Was in uh, two episodes where she's Cindy. Checks out too. Yeah, all these names <laughs> just check out. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Got it. Yep. Mm-hmm. How about her last turn in NYPD Blue as Busty Barmaid Number Two? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, I. I um, I, I never watched. I never got into the NYPD Blue, but uh, I maybe I'll save it on DVD or, or on demand if I can stream it. Maybe uh, check that out. Just as you know, wonder who was who was Busty Marty, Busty Barmaid Number One in that episode. <laughs> right? Yeah. 
<laughs> it's a living. Yeah. You know what? Yeah. Hey, she's <laughs> she's acting. Yeah. You know. Well, if you uh, and they didn't, you know, they didn't just, you know, you know, they didn't just go into the the uh, the department store and go, hey, you know, it's cheaper. We can just pay the uh, the sales clerk, the sales lady, to actually uh, pretend right. to be selling. They actually, you yes. know, they brought in a professional here. They got an I, The reason I think yeah. they brought in a professional is like I don't think like a, an average like saleswoman can even handle Chevy's just manic acting. Cause she'd be like, because I think he's like, I mean, like, let's talk about her opening yeah. line. What's her opening line? Like, can I show you something? Like that's yeah. or can I take something out for yeah, you? Yeah, it's like is, is there one of the lines? Yikes! Yeah. Like. Man, like Chevy had no chance. His, his yeah. face when he looks Chevy up. Chevy had no chance yeah. when she comes up with that one-liner. He's a Muhammad Hamada. He already starts panty-dabbing his forehead. I like his move where he tries to put it into a non-existent yeah. pocket. Yeah. <laughs> well, because, yeah, I, I see where every time he does that, I'm like, I kind of like, wait, he's he's going to get in trouble. He's like shoplifting. He's just stuffing stuff into his pocket, but there's there's. I mean, there's. But he's safe. Just, there's no pocket. These are just panties there. on the uh, on the counter. These are just you could dab with it. You can look yeah. at them, you know. And that's true. You know what it yeah. is? He thought he put it in his like yeah his suit. Like he thought it was a handkerchief. And he puts it in his, his suit pocket, pocket, but yeah. he doesn't know he's wearing his winter coat. <laughs> he's wearing he's, his coat. Yeah. Yeah. Got had. Yeah. <laughs> and this 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 entirely scene. Yeah, this this entire scene is. It's inappropriate. I mean, she's she's a professional. She's doing her job. She she can't help the way she looks. That it just happens, you know, genetic lottery. She looks in a way that's pleasing to some men. You know, she hasn't done anything to deserve the reaction yeah. that that Clark's giving her here. You know, he should just be, you know, be he's the customer. Should say, "This is what I'm looking for. Please provide this, and I'll buy it," and just leave it at that. Yeah, she's just like standing there for a good yeah. solid thirty seconds, like. And then when she says, "Yeah, I can't take something out for you," it's like ah, you could have yeah. you could have phrased that better because you're just gonna that's, you're gonna send him into overdrive <laughs> on neurotic mode. <laughs> and they're running to like full on demo mode by the time Russ comes along. Oh my yeah. gosh! Yeah, let's 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 save that for the end. Oh my gosh! <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Well, and he's he's going so so. Like you, a- you mentioned he's dabbing the forehead. He's like, oh, it's it's Hooters. I mean, hot in here. He's like dabbing the sweat with a pair of panties, and then like fifteen twenty seconds later, oh, it's it's nipply. Yeah, you know, like, which which usually means cold. Yeah. Like he, he's just see going through the change. He's all over the place. He's hot. He's cold. He's. I mean, he's- I, I guess <laughs> this was just. I mean, this has to be one of those few scenes where I guess they really just like. Chevy, uh, Clark is super nervous to talking to this attractive woman. Just go. And that's it. Yeah. They probably did like 20 takes yeah. of him just going all around all around the temperatures. Yeah, I, w- I wonder. So, so well, I guess this is a question for both of you. So, Chris and Dave, has anyone looked up a script for, for the movie just to kind of answer that question? Like, is he just – is this kind of improv? Is this Chevy just riffing here or uh, – You give me 10 Or is seconds, this all in the I'll, script? I'll look it up. <laughs> Shit, man. <laughs> I, I did a couple months yeah, ago. <laughs> this is probably homework I should have done this before. This is literally before we started recording. Forty-eight hours after you asked me about this, <laughs> I want that on record yeah. that I, I thought I did a pretty good job oh, yeah. of just winging it. Absolutely, credit where credit is due. This was kind of a last-minute thing. We we brought Dave in, uh, not much notice, and he's he's just flying colors. He's doing st- stellar. He's, he's the best guest we've had so far. I, I think uh, I think that's fair to say. All right, so. 
Oh, this script does not count. This is this is really a yellow box of text. No, no, that don't, don't no. Like this, Oh yeah. Go to the go to the next one. The next <laughs> one's the one. It's, it's like it's like really PDFs yeah, and everything. Yeah, that first one is like a yellow text box. I'm like, no, this is yeah. my first website. Okay. Someone someone just transcribed yeah. what they yeah. heard. Uh, well, yeah. I searched for the word nip and I got nothing. So that's a good sign that maybe. All right. I yeah. I don't I don't know if this uh, let's see. This is this is this is yeah. gripping uh, podcast. I, yeah, no, we'll we'll it? just I, edit all this out. Bunch I of guys put the phrase, we're not going to edit the, any of the, this out. I went to record. I put the phrase "take something out" and I got nothing on that on the search. Unless this thing. Oh, okay. Well, that's that is that unless is in the, the script. Search, unless just that search isn't yep. working. I have located. Yeah. I have located a script. I yeah. trust. He he fumbles around, but the. She does say, "Do you want me to take anything yeah. out for you?" Well, uh, I could see like her her lines would probably be scripted. Um, but I'm wondering if it, it is page. <laughs> <laughs> it's page 69, dude. Yes! <laughs> up top. Ah, grow up. Come on, please. We're all adults here. <laughs> I, my, my wife might be listening. I have to pretend to be mature. <laughs> my wife. All right. Um, let's see here. Um, yeah. So going through all this. Yeah. The old log bit. So I don't understand. All right. So this is different. So he goes, I was looking for something for my mother, her wife, and obviously she doesn't wear underwear. It's plenty of shopping adultery. So, so in the movie here, he says, God rest her soul. Is this like a, is this like the plan of like, I'll try and woo her over with my wife that I may or may not be like separated with. Is that the joke? Like, I don't, yeah. I got a little lost around here. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I'm not really sure what his goal is. Cause he, yeah, because he wants – so I guess he wants to appear available and single, but yet he needs to explain why he's shopping for women's lingerie. So this is for his wife, God rest her soul, who he's divorced from? But uh, yeah, yeah. He, as I, as I said, like right now Clark is <laughs> yeah. in a, a manic state of this close to just like like proposing adultery <laughs> at an apartment store. Yeah. Yeah. To a woman who's probably heard this like a million other times today. Yeah. Okay, so, so and, and of course, this this scene follows just you know the office scene where I just was saying how uh, how competent and professional you know Clark was seeming, and in, in contrast to how yeah. he usually behaves. And so we come right into this, and it's like oh, all the competence and normalcy is out, and we're back to uh, the, the the crazy zany Clark Griswold who we we know and yeah. love. This this feels like a rated R version of an SNL skit. Like you know, Chevy Chase walked into a, a panty store, and the woman's so attractive, he's just slipping all around the place, you know. And this is just a tad bit more vulgar than NBC will out. That's why I feel like this scene is. It's like them trying to milk a little SNL bits out of Chevy, mm-hmm. get a little mm-hmm. that slapstick. Yeah. yeah. Now we know Clark usually has like a fantasy girl yes. in all these movies. Does he fumble around like this? With his fantasy women in the other movies, I know like he sees Christy Brinkley driving a a, a a convertible or something, and he you know he's kind of awkward with her. But I don't think does he ever actually get this close, this close of an encounter. Aren't doesn't doesn't mm. she he run into her at a hotel like in the hotel pool, or is that or is that his yeah. imagination yeah. again? I, is it? Yeah. The, I think it's I think it's always okay. his imagination. Are we talking about the first movie? Always, yeah, is she doing it. A, I, like I said, I haven't watched Christmas Story or Christmas uh, Vacation in a very long time. No, in the in the watched. original Vacation, uh, was Christy Brinkley. Okay. Um, yeah, I don't think he actually gets to talk with her in that one. 
So we don't get him quite fumbling okay. the way he does here. Right. Yeah. But then moving on. So then at one point, she's holding something up on her body and kind of demonstrating how it would wear. Oh, jeez, yeah. Louise. <laughs> All right. So, okay. So right before then, yeah, this is when like, oh, you guys married or no? He goes, yeah, it's a season to be merry, but you're right. It, 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 how he says it, there's a little bit more of an A in it. So she has that opening to say, that's my name. Oh, man. So, yeah, here comes Russ, and he's wearing his winter coat in the most inconvenient way for your arms to move. <laughs> like, I've never worn yeah, my jacket like- down. Like, I like to wear it, like, this low so, like, I get least <laughs> arm mobility. But you get to see my cool sweater. But I, I can see that. Like, yeah, well, I, I've kind of... I don't know. I wouldn't do that for long, but it's like he just came in from the cold. It's probably very hot in the store with all these people and everything. So he doesn't want to take it off entirely because then he's got to carry it. But he wants to uncover to cool off a bit because he's wearing a sweatshirt underneath he's it. Kind so of uh, off of it. yeah, kind of just a little off the shoulder look. I'm I'm okay so, with that. All right. So I assume it's it's around maybe five five o'clock five o'clock five thirty, uh, and he came from work to here. So. Like, did Russ, like, did he get off a bus, like a school bus, uh, take a, a bus into the city to find dad? Like, I'm like, curious, like, why he knows to be in this uh, store at this time. Yeah, they, so they must have arranged to, to meet. I guess this is another, another question for someone who's more familiar with Chicago, because when we see the house, like, that's definitely suburbs. Like, the houses are separate. Yes. There's a yard. There's a sidewalk. Like, that doesn't look like the city. But this is downtown. So, yeah, how did he get here? Did, you know, I don't think he goes to school. I'm assuming, you know, he's, he's not going to school downtown in the city. You know, how, how yeah. far away from home are they that, uh, yeah, that Rusty's coming? He definitely seems like, you know, it's not like he's walking through doing his own shopping and they happen to run into each other. It seems like he's looking for someone. And I'm guessing that someone yeah. is, is his father. So they must have said... Um, you know, maybe because at this point, Rusty probably doesn't have like a job. You know, he's just a kid. So Gosh, no. so it's probably like, oh, well, I'll go shopping with dad to buy, you know, presents for my mother and my sister and everything else. And then, you know, dad's got the credit cards like he'll 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 foot the bill. Like so uh, it seems like they're meeting. I, I can see that. Yeah. Like, yeah, like it was planned. Yeah. Like, yeah, okay, they'll meet up after work and school. Okay, so that's that yeah, yeah, Russ hops on a, a bus or the subway or something. Yeah. The uh, the L yeah, right is that what they got the elevated train on? there? No, uh, I guess I, don't, I, don't, I, I guess is what they call it. Uh, yeah. you guys yeah, he, he's Chicago calling it. He's calling a lift. You know, you're like, oh, something. the L. I'm like, oh, the Frankfurt L. That that goes straight to Frankfurt. Um, <laughs> that's a that's, we, a, that's a reference. We no really gonna get no Frankfurt. No, no, no one's it's, getting. That's it. fine. It, it's a, it's an old '70s song. You're not gonna know it. I only know it because it's it's made. It's by a band. That was in Philly in the 70s that my old man knows. That's it. That's all it is. It's stupid. <laughs> Cut this. Cut this whole joke. This is dumb. <laughs> Why did I whiff that joke? I should have uh. never said the joke. It's dumb. I'm going to pull up the clip. I'm going to listen to it just to feel better about myself. All right. <laughs> so on that note, um, I think I think we've been talking about this day for about a day. Um, if, I think you're right. If, if there's nothing else, and please, please let there be nothing else. <laughs> That's it. Last, we, yeah, here's the last line. Yeah. Oh, 
I don't know where this panty line is, but we can clearly see at least 15% of her genitals. There. There. That's a, that's my last line. And I was like, wow. Like, he might have been inappropriate to what he said to her, but, like, you could just use the mannequin. That's the whole point of the mannequin. Yeah. You know, this is how underwear sits on people. Not, let me, let me pull up my skirt. In public, let me show you. There's no panty line. You're right. There's no. I don't think there's any panties. <laughs> yeah. For what I'm seeing, I don't see any coverage here. We're just loose in the wind. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. If if there yeah. is a line there, I I don't think we see it. Um, no. And and then this movie was made at a time. Well, I guess there would have been home video. But pausing a, a VHS tape would not get you the clarity that that pausing yes. HD uh, video, digital video gets. But uh, yeah. that, that, that static line would be right there. It would be right yeah. there oh, in the know. center frame. And you're trying to look around. And you're like, ah, oh, yeah. oh, mom's coming, mom's coming. Yeah. And you're just like. Yeah. And then you're, you're trying to explain to your mother why that one place in the tape is worn out. <laughs> why does the movie get fuzzy at this one point every time? Oh my god! All right, that's, like, that's it. Day's uh, over. I'm, I'm drawing yeah. the line. <laughs> Make all, right. It, all right, it's best. All right. Well, that was wonderful. Uh, so, uh, Dave, thank you very much for stopping by. Uh, listeners, yeah. thank you yeah. for listening. And uh, so, so, Mr. Palace, Dave, if uh, yeah. if folks have enjoyed your um, your, your tales of '70s Philadelphia and, and other witticisms, uh, is there some place where they can? Uh, hear more about you or from you by the way if you're keeping this in you're going to keep this ending in i looked it up it's the american dream and the song was called the frankfurt l e l okay so that's i got that done anyway okay. uh yeah if you want to if you want to uh, have fun talking about ben stiller's mystery men come on down to five minutes of mystery uh five minutes of mystery.com and we're, we're gonna have a lot of fun so just come on down yeah yeah check that out i mean it's it's uh i love the movie and and i'm loving the podcast so far Five minutes of mystery, that's great. And uh, and 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 Christopher Dennis, you got anything going on? Anything you want to plug? Um, you know, this is a, this is really it for what I've got going on. <laughs> yeah. ah, that's, that's enough. That's um, enough. Yeah, I mean, you can find me. Yeah, here. all right. This is this is me. And uh, well, and let's uh, so we'll, we'll tell the folks what here is, and and here is uh, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation Days, and you can find us on Facebook. At the NLCVD Jelly of the Month Club, uh, we're also on the Twitter. Oh my god! At NLC Vacation Days, and if you have any feedback or questions about the show, you can reach us at ChristmasVacationDays at gmail.com. Uh, I am, as always, Sean German. You can find me at Five Minutes of Mime. And thank you very much for listening. All right, I'm gonna have to edit this. All right, I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> What, what yeah. Oh, no, no. Yeah. I dare you to try to get that under an hour. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Okay. So, we're, all right. Uh, so, all right. Uh, I've, th- I've stopped my local. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm wrapping it up. All right. So, thanks everyone for listening. Oh. Please come back on December 16th for the next day of National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. And that's and there's maybe a funny sign off if we think of something, but we don't have anything yet. So, we, so that's it. <laughs> yeah, that's the end of the day. Ah. Oh.
All right. I think that went very well. Wow. You were great, Dave. Thank you so much for, for yeah, coming in and, and on short notice, too. You really uh, fantastic. Oh, that's, the, uh, that's my job. I come in and I fill yeah. time up fast. <laughs>